You're listening to Kiama Community Radio. Hi everyone, Fred Hollis here, welcoming you to Come Fly With Me Part 3. In our earlier episodes in November and December last year, we heard about Wings Over Illawarra and also did a tour of a number of famous aircraft at the Haas Museum at Albion Park. In this final podcast, we will explore the Navy Heritage Flight, which is attached to Haas, with Professor Michael Howe giving us the background. Carl Robinson then talks about one of the Navy Heritage Flight's Grumman Tracker anti-submarine aircraft, number 851, which was involved in the rescue of 99 Vietnamese refugees adrift in the South China Sea in 1981. Before we start, I should note that the interview was conducted in the Haas aircraft hangars, so you will occasionally hear the sound of aero engines, people working on aircraft and so on. It's just part of the atmosphere. I really hope you enjoy this podcast. So let's hear from Michael Howe about the Navy Heritage Flight. KCR, Kiama Community Radio.org. For the community, by the community. Well, many would know, but if Nara, HMOS Albatross, is the home of the fleet air arm. Historically, up till the mid-70s, they have operated what we call fixed wing, which is they operate off aircraft carriers and look like any other aircraft. But increasingly, the, the fleet air arm has been focused on helicopter operations. That's essentially a result of the technology of subhunting because helicopters can dip and hover and hunt more effectively than an aircraft at 200 knots, which yes. flies over a location rather than at a location. The Navy previously operated the Royal Australian Navy Historic Flight and what happened was a series of the senior commanders had taken the opportunity of when aircraft were being disposed of, keeping one or two good ones and locating them at Albatross. Now about 15 years ago we received a letter from the then Chief of Navy inviting whether we had any interest in helping them with preserving their historic aviation and we've been through 15 years of dialogue with them and so approximately three years ago Haas was selected to buy the ex-fleet air arm aircraft. So we acquired nine airframes in a bulk tender which was open to any museum in Australia. We were the successful tenderer and so we acquired a C-47 Dakota, two fixed-wing twin-engine Navy trackers, which are aircraft that fold their wings so they can fit down the elevator of a carrier, and they were the 60s and 70s version of anti-submarine hunters. They operated off HMOS Melbourne. We also acquired a Sea Venom jet fighter, a Sea Fury piston engine fighter which flew in Korea off HMI Sydney and we also acquired two Huey helicopters that operated during the Vietnam War era and two Wessex helicopters which were anti-submarine helicopters as well. Some of them were quite frankly basket cases and you would only ever use them as a display aircraft but some of them were flyable and flying. So the current scene is that we have a flying tracker, we have a flying Huey, uh, Vietnam era, we have plans for a second Huey to come back online within about another six months, and we have long-term ambition 
to restore the Navy Dakota because it flew the Queen in 1954 <laughs> and it was one of the historic Queen's flight. So it was painted with royal insignia, had a special fit out inside, etc., etc. They're all part of the Haas collection, but we have formed a subsection of Haas called the Navy Heritage Flight. So will those aircraft be located at HMAS Albatross? That's the long-term plan. But at present, two of the Hueys are based at Nara, because quite frankly, that's where we get sponsorship and expertise on helicopters. The other aircraft are back up at Haas main base, which is Albion Park, and one of them, the Wessex, one of the Wessexes, has gone up to our subsidiary museum at Parks. So it's actually in the middle west of New South Wales okay. on display. The Wessex that's here at Albion Park, we can start it, but no pilot has recommended that we ever try to bring it back no, to Airworthy no, because no. they're very simple early technology and we'd have to go through such a costly exercise to have it re-accredited, no one would bother or, or could afford it. But A. Huey will be flying, is that? He's flying, yeah. Does that make a completely different sound to the new helicopter? Ab absolutely unique. Don't they? Um, and it's the tip of the Huey rotors breaking the sound barrier. I served in Vietnam in 1968, and as such, I can recall Hueys were just an operational reality. You know, there's only thousands of them served in, in Vietnam. So yeah. they're a very iconic aircraft. So what are the plans for the future of the Heritage Flight? We have put in a bid for a federal grant to build four hangars and an admin complex next to the Fleet Air Arm Museum at Nowra. We're waiting to hear the outcome. We found from here at Haas, people literally come around the world to watch flying heritage aircraft. There are very, very few trackers flying. There are very few Iroquois Hueys flying. And more importantly, there are very few original ones flying. In other words, these are the real deal that flew with the Navy. So flights of these Navy heritage aircraft are they done in conjunction or at Haas events is that how it works or will they be yep and they're also done at Navy events we will be basically supporting ceremonial events of the Navy so for example if they have a squadron parade or a graduation at HMO's Creswell we will fly the tracker overhead or land the Huey and they will assist with that paying some of the direct costs like fuel and uh, and so on but it's all done by volunteers, it's all done by goodwill. Having said that, once a month, we fly here and we call that our tarmac weekend. And okay. so the Huey usually flies up from Nowra and the general public can just come in and have a look at an operational Vietnam era Huey. And the reason why we've made it Friday, Saturday, Sunday is particularly to open it up to schools. The Saturday, Sunday is when most people actually come. It's every month. We're planning to bring a second Huey back in about six months. We've got a very good sponsor, Air Affairs, and we're planning to paint the second Huey to look like a Vietnam era gunship. First Huey is classic Navy, blue and yeah. white Navy, all that stuff. But the real role that the Hueys played that a lot of people know about was gunship, which was olive drab, M60s off the side. That's the background to the Haas Navy Heritage Flight.
One of the key aircraft of the Navy Heritage Flight is a Grumman Tracker 851, and Carl Robinson is going to talk about the history of this very special aircraft. The Grumman Tracker 851, back in uh, June 21st, 1981, just over 40 years ago, was on its last patrol of the day in the South China Sea off of the HMAS Melbourne when it spotted a fire from a, a refugee boat adrift, overcrowded in the stormy seas. And it swung back around and landed, and the word came out to rescue these people. That was followed by three or four hour nighttime operation that rescued 99 Vietnamese boat people off this floundering 13-meter boat that had been adrift for about three days. And this was, how far into the South China Sea was this? The HMAS Melbourne was about halfway between Hong Kong and Singapore, due east of Saigon. They were heading to Singapore, the refugees were, and their engine conked out, and they drifted literally way to the northeast. So they, they were just drifted right, thankfully, into the middle of the shipping lane. And so the HMAS Melbourne was carrying out its regular sort of daily patrols and, and fortunately spotted them on the last day. I mean, they, they, they really would have died if they hadn't been rescued. Simple as that. To describe this Grumman Tracker to a person who's not into aircraft like I know we are. The twin engine patrol aircraft, anti-submarine patrol aircraft. The wings fold so it can be taken down the elevator to the decks below. They had about eight of these on the, on the HMAS Melbourne. And it could stay in the air for up to 12 hours on long-range patrols. Yep. It's a real workhorse. It's so interesting walking under these and around these aircraft. We're just going to have a look on one of the engine nacelles. Yes. So here, here's where it, it served on the, in the Gulf of Tonkin with the uh, U.S. Navy during the Vietnam War on these aircraft carriers. The USS Ticonderoga, USS Kitty Hawk, HMAS Melbourne. And then after that it was at, at Albatross. And then it became a training aircraft for apprentices at Qantas. And that's yeah. one reason why it was saved. Did it detect this boat just by visual or was yeah, it... It was a visual sighting. They, right. they had fired off a flare, their last flare, and then there was a 55-gallon drum full of oily rags that they <laughs> lit, and that's what they saw. So on this, literally, its last patrol, and then the rescue began with a Wessex helicopter. We have the version of that here. Yes. Uh, taking the doctor to the Torrens, the destroyer escort, who landed went on a boarding party toward the boat while the Wessex flew out and hovered over the boat until the boarding party arrived and determined that there were 99 people. It's amazing how you actually discovered that this aircraft was linked to this major event. Can you tell us a little bit about that? The whole way that we found out was a painting was commissioned and the painter's brother was a volunteer here and bang, right in front of him was this aircraft that his brother wanted details about. And we were suddenly involved in this reunion that was actually little known at the time of this Grumman tracker that was based on the HMAS Melbourne involved in this dramatic rescue. So we threw everything at bringing the group of Vietnamese who've been quite cohesive down here to see the tracker. That was like in March. And they were hugging and kissing this plane like it was our savior. It was just amazing. And then we talked them into coming back for the actual reunion on the 20th of June. My job was to track down as many of the RAN sailors and officers who were involved in the rescue. And it was not only the HMAS Melbourne, but it was also the destroyer escort HMAS Torrance. So that was great fun, yeah. tracking these guys down. And I would have got in touch with, say, a couple hundred just on Facebook and social media. And then on the day, we had a good 40 or 50 sailors and officers who were from both ships were involved. And we had and about three or 400 people showed up here at, 
at Harz in front of H-51, and also a Wessex helicopter, which also played an important role, but not the actual Wessex chopper. So that was honored as well. It was like a massive reunion that we created on this day. And it, it got great media coverage at the time. A lot of your viewers might have seen the ABC Australian story about this. You can find it on iView yes. or YouTube. Um, so 70 or so Vietnamese who came to Australia out of the 99. They were picked up in a three or four hour operation after dark. <clears throat> they were all rescued, 99 of them, men, women, and kids, and even babies. Yeah. And then they were dropped off in Singapore. And in Singapore, 77 of them chose to come to Australia and the rest went to the US and Canada. Right. They, they re- remained a remarkably cohesive group and they've had pre- other reunions over the years. And I didn't know their story. I'm very yeah. close to the Vietnamese community, but it was a real thrill. It just dropped in on my head, you know, yeah. right here at this museum that I'm a recent volunteer is this famous aircraft, right? So yeah. I was just all excited, that is. you know, pull it off. The whole concept of this historical aircraft being here and then bringing all these people back. And it's so good for the community and, and Australia to recognize that it's a part of history and if, and if you didn't have it that aircraft was dumped somewhere all those people wouldn't have got together exactly we're hoping to make this an, an annual sort of thing now yeah, the painting was gifted to the Horace Museum there'll be a permanent exhibition next to the aircraft it's one of so many stories that we have here yeah. at Horace every aircraft is a story well thank Carl that was brilliant thank you very much for that good I hope you enjoyed this podcast and thanks again to Michael Howe and Carl Robinson for giving their time and knowledge and to Haas for access to their wonderful aviation museum. You've been listening to Kiama Community Radio. The views, information or opinions expressed during this segment are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Kiama Community Radio.